This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the Hidden Valley round of the V8 Supercar Championships, the Sky City Triple Crown. I hope you stay with us. Thanks for joining us again on Inside Motorsport. Last weekend, it was a very interesting round of the V8 Supercar Championships. Two races on Saturday. It was Mark Winterbottom who took a fabulous victory, getting his team and his own championship battle in 2010 back on the track. That was a great race and, and obviously to, to be on pole and then haven't been on pole for quite a while. I haven't led a race for quite a while. So the, the nerves were there a little bit, which is a, which is a nice feeling. and took off off the line and, and um, once I was in front I just tried to put my head down but to, um, to have that car and I guess to turn around the form we've had, um, real credit to the guys, they've, they've worked incredibly hard and, and uh, very very nice to spray that champagne on a few of their, their faces, they, um, they love it, they're, they're uh, very passionate guys and that's a reward for them so um, awesome day. We've got to back it up, we've, we've got to be good at, at the next couple of rounds but um, the car is very good and it makes sense so when I need a change, Campbell tweaks it and off we go and, and um, you can find the time. So, um, you know, it's, it's very hard, this sport. You're, you're as good as your last race, so we're, uh, we're pretty good at the moment. Jamie Wincup finishing second was clawing back some points on the championship leader in James Courtney. The reason why Mark got the, the jump, clearly they did a good stop. We had to go around the HRT guys. Um, but then he had another, I think, two, maybe three laps on fresh rubber. I was still... On my uh, on my skatey one. So, but all in all, um, you know our race was was very very strong. The uh, didn't quite get the best start. I've got an excuse for that. The uh, the dash in the new car wasn't working the way I wanted it to. Um, but I think I fluked the right settings anyway. Um, and then yeah, couldn't couldn't catch Mark or couldn't hold him before the stop. And then uh, and then after the stop, the, the car was very strong. We uh, we're finding a little bit of differences in tyres here. Um, a few other teams had a few few differences in testing and we're sort of finding it here this weekend but the second set were much much better and we were able to push on and thanks to lap traffic um, they helped me out a bit, pulled, uh, pulled Mark back and I was pretty close at the end. With Shane Van Gisbergen coming home in third. Yeah well we had a, a good test day as well as the FPR boys and um, we found a lot, we really struggled at Winton trying to make the tyres work and this year at the hot tracks we've been quite speedy and in the, the colder temperatures like Hamilton, Winton for example we've really struggled so we, we had a test day trying to make that work but obviously here the car was really good and Tim's was as well we both qualified inside the, the top 10 which was awesome uh, in the race I got a pretty good start for good first few laps and settled into a pace and ran a little bit longer than some of the other guys and hence when we pitted we, we came out um, a bit behind a big train I think Courtney only took two tyres so he was holding up a whole bunch of cars so we got through them pretty good and I chased down Garth and then Jason Richards as well and yeah we the front two guys they were they were a bit far ahead to catch them but you know it was an awesome awesome job and great teamwork. On Sunday the front two places roles were reversed as Jamie Winkup managed to hold on while hard charging Mark Winterbottom to take the victory and to even further close in on championship leader James Courtney. It was Shane Van Gisbergen, his consistency throughout the weekend with two third places. Yeah, just um, qualifying, I can't seem to make the tyres work. You know, Tim had a, had a good day yesterday, his car was a bit different, and then today Alex's 
was a little bit different again. So um, he he got the pole, which was awesome for him and awesome for the team. But um, yeah, I, I started tenth and struggled to to you know keep ground at the start. You know there were a few guys behind me on soft tyres coming through, but you know they filtered through and I sort of ran pace with Mark. I was catching him for the first part of the first stint, and he um, started to pull away a bit. Uh, we jumped him at the first pit stop and um, you know I was holding a pretty good pace but his thing was a rocket he really come through and and left me for dead but then um, on the soft tire we had pace but we were just too far behind but um, you know it certainly was fun coming through as Mark said you know passing the the cars on the hard tire it's pretty cool having that extra grip there. Naturally enough it was Jamie Winkup who was thrilled with the results. We had our back up against the wall, you know, from the start with tyres and things like that. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty, but we had a tough weekend and to, uh, you know, that just adds to the reward at the end. The V8 Supercar calendar looks as follows. After the first 14 races, James Courtney on 1,698 points, Jamie Wincup on 1,641, Craig Lowndes on 1,452, Shane Van Gisbergen on 1,412, Mark Winterbottom on 1,344. 6 through 10 is Garth Tander, Rick Kelly, Lee Holsworth, Michael Carissu and Stephen Johnson. The next round of the V8 Supercar Championship is July 9 to 11. It's the Sucrogen. Townsville 400. Marcus Ambrose in the United States was on a road course at Sonoma in California. The Father's Day event being a traditional trip to wine country every year for the Sprint Cup Series. And for Ambrose, who with six laps left to run, looked like he had the race shot to pieces with a two-second lead over Jimmy Johnson, the four-time champion, it seemed like the Australian's day was about to come. But a yellow flag saw the field gather up once again under caution and Ambrose deciding to cut the engine to try and save some fuel. Unfortunately as he went around the first bend and up the hill to turn two the car wouldn't refire which caused him to stop on the side of the road before he could get the car cranked up and back onto the racetrack. NASCAR officials penalised Ambrose for that misdemeanour putting him back to sixth place on the restart. Ambrose, disappointed with the result, was unable to climb any higher and Jimmy Johnson, the NASCAR four-time champion, went on to take his first ever road course victory, now completing his ability to win on every type of track in the NASCAR circuit. In fact, Jimmy Johnson during the week ran at Eldora Speedway in a sprint car and was able to win there, a very talented driver heading towards perhaps his fifth NASCAR championship. An amazing result. The Indy Racing League finished a four-race swing on the ovals at the Iowa Corn 250 with Tony Kanaan taking his first win at the Iowa track. In fact, Kanaan has raced there four times, never finishing either of the previous three races. Kanaan was naturally thrilled with his result, picking up a deserved win. Elio Castro Nevis finished in second position. He inherited the lead on lap 200 when Chip Ganassi Racing's Dario Franchitti slowed with a gearbox issue. EJ Vizo, he surprised quite a few drivers out there starting out of 19th and EJ Vizo finishing in third. 
For Australian willpower, he still leads the championship series in the IRL as they head to Watson's Glen on July 4 for their next outing. Scott Dixon, the New Zealander, sits in second position in the championship with Dario Franchitti, the Indy 500 winner, in third. Fourth place is Helio Castro Nevis. Fifth place is Ryan Briscoe. Then it's Canaan rounding out the top six in the IRL 2010. The World Touring Car Championship headed off to Zolder in Belgium last weekend with Seat and BMW sharing the victories. It was the first ever visit of the Series 2 Zolder and with 23,000 people on hand despite cold winds from the north, Geordie Jean came home first across the line in race number one. But his teammate Gabriela Tarquini was given the victory when the Spaniard's car failed to pass technical inspection because the air restrictor did not conform. Chevrolet's duo of Ivan Muller and Alain Menu completed the podium, both those drivers heading to the Gold Coast 600 later this year, along with Andy Prelu, who had a fantastic second race win, holding off a challenger from Rob Huff and also Diego Montanero to claim a much-longed home victory for the Bart Mampi and his BMW RBM team. So, solid performances by the top three drivers of Chevrolet collecting great points. It has Mueller maintaining his lead in the championship, but Tarquini and Prelu have closed the gap. The World Touring Car Championship heads for their next round to Portugal on July 4. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.